Let's get into uh, the Word of God today. I, I want to share with you, last week we, we started on teaching about Abraham. How many of y'all remember the teaching of Abraham? Amen. How many of y'all are, are children of Abraham? Is Abraham your father? Hallelujah. And because Abraham's your father, you are blessed. The, the Bible says that Christ has, because of Christ, you, you have been redeemed from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon you. Amen. Jesus has set you free from the curse of the law. Amen. So now the blessing of Abraham is available to you. Amen. But you have to receive it by faith. Say, I receive by faith the blessing of Abraham upon my life. Amen. And you know, the blessing of Abraham is so important. After service last week, this uh, one young lady came up to me and, you know, she'd been com she's been coming for a while, but she was having an argument with her mother just that week. And she was saying, you know, I, I am blessed because of the blessing of Abraham. And her mother said, well, no, that's for the, the Jews only. But last week when as I was sharing the word of God, it became so clear that it's for the Gentiles as well. It's for those that, that were not Jews, but now we've been engrafted into the family of God. Because of Jesus Christ, we've been adopted into the family. We've been adopted into, into two families. When we, through Jesus Christ, we've been adopted into the family of God, and we've been adopted into the family of Abraham. Amen? So the blessing of Abraham is your inheritance. It's your inheritance. You don't work for it. You receive it by faith. Amen? Hallelujah. And the word of God is the will and testament that declares that it's yours in Jesus' name. Amen. And what God did to Abraham, he says, I'm going to bless you. And then through you, all the nations will be blessed. Amen. That's why God has risen you up for this time and this season, because he wants to pour out his blessings upon you, not so that you could accumulate a lot of stuff, but so that you could be a releaser of his blessing by helping one another in the love of God. Amen. There's no, more, there's no longer any complaining in the body of Christ. When we see someone that's in need, we know where to go to get, it, get the, the provision that's needed to provide for their need. Amen. We go to God and we say, Lord, use me to be able to bless that person. And God somehow, some way will make a way. Amen. Say the blessing of Abraham is upon my life. Now go to Genesis chapter 22. Open up your Bible. Hallelujah. Man, when I don't do that, I feel like someone just slapped me. You forgot something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good. Genesis 22, verse 1. Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Now go to verse six. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. Then he said, look, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself 
the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then they came to the place of which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do, or do, anything, to harm, to do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Hallelujah. Here is where we get to meet a characteristic of God, a name of God. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Everybody say Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Isaac was the promised son. God had told Abraham, come out of your country to the land I'm going to send you. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you and make you a blessing. Abraham followed God looking and waiting for his son, waiting for his wife to be able to be, to bear forth a child, a son that will carry his name because God says, I'm going to make you a great nation. Isaac represented Abraham's past and his future. Isaac, in Isaac, the blessing of God was going to continue to the next generation. In Isaac, the nations will rise up from him. It started with Abraham, but what was on Abraham came upon Isaac. The blessing of the Lord. The great nations. I'm going to make you a father of many nations. Two promises from God were on Isaac. Abraham had believed God, even in his old age, to conceive that child. And the child came forth. So now he has the promise. Isaac's here, my son, carrying the blessing of God. I followed God all the way to this point, And I saw that he is true to his word. He gave me a son that my name shall be passed to and the blessing shall be passed to. The nation shall be passed. The nation shall come from. He gave me a son. Now God is saying, take your son and sacrifice him. Take your past. Take your future. Offer it on an altar and sacrifice it. Kill it. He knew the voice of the Lord. He knew this was not the voice of the enemy. He had seen God do things over and over and over. And Abraham learned just to be obedient to the voice of God. The Bible says uh, that, that my people know my voice and the voice of the stranger, they do not follow. 
He knew he was following the voice of the, of the Lord, the same voice that called him out of the land, the same voice that led him in the wilderness, the same voice that brought him to a place of receiving the promise. His son Isaac, I know his voice. And so he took Isaac and they went up the mountain. Some scholars say Isaac wasn't a boy. He was ready like a man about that time. And Isaac, he said, you know, we got the fire, we got the wood, but where's the sacrifice? Abraham looked at Isaac and said, son, the Lord will provide. They went up to the mountain. Isaac laid down. Abraham bound his hands and his feet. Abraham took the knife to offer him as a sacrifice. But before he did, the angel intervened and said, do not harm the child. Look over there. There is a ram. Offer that. You have to understand the reason why Isaac was not sacrificed is because Isaac didn't have the power to forgive the world of their sins to redeem man back to God. Isaac was not made right, was not righteous because of his blood. So God did what Abraham could not do. God took his son, Jesus Christ, laid him at the altar for the sins of all mankind, for your sins and my, my sins. And with, instead of withholding the knife to sacrifice and let the blood be paid for the sins of man, he did not withhold the, the sacrifice. Jesus laid down his life for you and for me. What, what, we, what we saw that, that God was asking for an impossible sacrifice. No, God was just showing the extent of the sacrifice of, of his only son. What I love about the Lord is the Lord would never ask us to do anything that he's not willing to do for ourselves. That he's not willing to do for us. And in Isaac, because of the obedience, God said, I know that Abraham, I know that you will follow me. I know that you are faithful. There is a ram country. Here is the Lord Jehovah Jireh, my provider. In Jesus, Jesus was that ram caught in the thicket 2,000 years ago. Amen? And because of Jesus, we have complete provision. Amen? Say the Lord, my provider. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Hallelujah. So in the, in the mount of the Lord, the Lord shall provide. He provided the ram caught in the thicket for a sacrifice. Now go to John chapter 3. In John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Someone says, why does Jesus have to die? He had to die so that we could live. He had to die so that we could be redeemed back to God. He had to die for the, pain, for the payment and the punishment of the sins of man, not just your sins, but all the sins of man. Since Adam introduced sin into this world, disobedience from God, amen? So Jesus is the perfect and complete provision. Perfect and complete provision. He has provided provision for what we do know and what we do not know that we need. 
He is provision for our salvation. How many of you needed a savior? Jesus is your provision, amen. Jehovah Jireh has provided your salvation, amen. How many of you all need healing or will need healing? Jesus is your healer. Jehovah Jireh has provided healing for you. Jesus has provided restoration in life. Jehovah Jireh has provided restoration in life. Your life might have been broken. The past might have been very difficult. You might find yourself at the end of your rope, but I want to let you know that Jesus can restore your life. All things are made brand new in him. When you come to God, there's provision of a new life. Whatever the enemy has stolen, restoration shall shall come through Jesus Christ and it shall be restored in Jesus name if you believe that shout amen in Jesus there is restoration of purpose in life you are made for something actually you are made for someone and that someone is Christ you are the, the, the life of Christ is inside of you. You are the man of God, the woman of God. God has a plan and purpose in your life that through you, the glory of God shall be revealed. You might say, well, pastor, you don't know me. I, how can God use someone like me? If God could use me, God definitely could use you. I was someone that was so hidden in the church. I would come to church and they would give me a welcome card. But the Bible says that God takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. I, I thoroughly believe there are many people here that come to church because they still can't believe that I'm the pastor. It's a sign and a wonder, amen? Hallelujah. In Jesus, there's restoration of purpose. Some of you have lived your life just trying to make it, just trying to fulfill whatever desires you have working for a job that seems like there it adds nothing of value to you but i want to let you know when you begin to change your heart instead of working for a job you work for a kingdom and a king instead of sacrificing your life just to make ends meet you are now living and dwelling in the kingdom of heaven where all that you need you need is provided for that you live your life to be a blessing instead of trying to take from others i'll tell you god will restore your life amen God will give you purpose in life. Amen. Hallelujah. And I, I want to tell you the, the, the worst thing I've ever seen is someone that, end, that their life ends before they ever step into their ministry. They, before they ever live their life fully for the Lord. But when you come alive in Christ Jesus, there's something that the Holy Spirit does on the inside of you. And he puts this yearning and this desire and this hunger for more of God and this yearning and this desire for more of God, God begins to put a love inside of you, not just for him, but as you're loving him, he begins to redirect your love towards others. And next thing you know, you find yourself sacrificing for others. You find yourself praying for others. Well, your prayers aren't God bless me, but your prayers are God help them. God bless them. And next thing you know, you're being used by God to bless others. And, and you have a, it just seems like the gifts of the Spirit begin to flow and operate. And the fruits of the Spirit just begin to manifest themselves. And people's lives are being touched and ministered to because you decided to use your life for the glory of God. When you finally do that, I'm telling you, that's when you're going to experience real joy, real love, and real peace. Amen. There have been many times where at night I'd be crying and I'd wake myself up because I'd be crying in my sleep, but they're not tears of sorrow or pain. They're tears of thankfulness and love and, and I'm just so grateful 
because I'm, I'm dreaming and I'm remembering all the things the Lord has done in my life and through my life. And I want to let you know that God wants to give you an even greater life than that. Amen. Hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Amen. In Jehovah Jireh, there is financial provision. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto your life. When the blessing of the Lord is upon your life, doors open. The favor of God's upon you. You'll see that others will want to do things with you because of God's goodness upon your life. Amen. They want to hire you or do business with you or, or to, to make you part of what they're doing. Why? Because they see God in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. There's provision. You cannot curse whom God has blessed. Amen. Jehovah Jireh provides wisdom as well. If there's ever a need for wisdom, you could just cry out to God. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. There are many times we don't know what to do and we ask everybody, but your answer is not going to come from your neighbor or your friend. The answer is going to come from the Lord. You're asking the wrong person if you're not getting the right answer. But when you bring it before the Lord, it's, it has never failed me. Every time I ask God, somehow, some way, he speaks. Whether he has to use someone to speak to me in his name or he just begins to speak to my heart and he gives me a word and it rises up inside of me and it's the right answer that I need. Amen. How many of you have had God answer your, your, your questions? Where you, you went before God, Lord, I don't know how to do this. Can you give me wisdom in this area? And then next thing you know, just everything was lined up. See, that's the relationship we have. I rely completely upon the Lord. What does the Bible say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I learned not to lean on, on my understanding. I lean upon the Lord's understanding. Amen. I know uh, I, there's some people that um, they come in and I look at them and I'm like, wow, God is doing an amazing thing. And people look at that person like, what? What do you see? But you don't understand, God is telling me that he's going to do something great and mighty in them. And I just want to be a part of it. I just want to be a part. Of it. That's why I begin to speak life and I begin to preach to the minister and pray with them and encourage them. They might have come in here looking like the worst thing in the world. But because of the word of God and the glory of the Lord and the plan and purpose of God, because of Jehovah Jireh, their life begins to be transformed into the glory, into the image of Christ, that they begin to walk like God and talk like God and act like God. But it's because of the provision of the Lord, because of the blessing of God upon them, because of the changed mind. The changed heart that only God could do. How many of you can say that that was you? Where the world had given up on you and, and your family and your friends might even have looked at you like you're never going to make it. You're never going to do it. But God. But God showed up and changed everything about your life. Amen. That's, what Jeho that's who Jehovah Jireh is. He is your provider in everything. In everything. That's why we don't live in lack or want. That's why the only thing that, that you need to, to, to have is have faith in God. If you have faith in God, you'll begin to experience the blessings of the Lord. It's hard to be a blessing if you're not blessed yourself. What did God tell Abraham? I will bless you and I will make you a blessing. The blessing of Abraham is upon your life. God wants to bless you and make you a blessing.
And you might be saying, Pastor, where I'm at right now, I'm struggling. I don't have much of anything. I don't have education. I don't have resources. I don't have, I don't have experiences. I'm struggling. It looks like there's no opportunity. But it, when you begin to declare, Lord, I thank you that the blessing of Abraham is upon my life. And you begin to declare what the word of God says over your life. That wisdom, that, that wherever you go, goodness and mercy shall follow you. You begin to walk in faith and not by sight and begin to declare that you are blessed and you're not cursed. You'll begin to see that your situation will change. Opportunities will rise up. Next thing you know, after a little while, you'll be looking at your life and it'll be like a dream. It'll be like a dream. How God took you from one place and put you in a place of great glory, great honor. That's why I told you this morning, I said, you know, out of all y'all, I'm the most blessed. Because I've just been thinking about all the years of where we were and where we're at. All the miracles. I, 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 could, I could spend forever telling you about all the things the Lord has done in my life. How God provided for us. I got, I, I got some crazy stories, I'm telling you. See, the one thing I would tell you about being blessed by the Lord, if you study Abraham and all the things that Abraham went through, it wasn't a boring life. He went through some weird stuff to experience the glory of God, amen? Everyone that, that walks with God, you're gonna have testimony after testimony that people are gonna say, no, nah, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. Yes, it did, amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Can I share one with you? Hallelujah. Praise God. Cowboys are on a plane today, right? Okay. I'll share one with you. My father... God used my father mightily in Christian television. He was a, a father of Christian, Christian television. He would start television stations and create networks. When I became pastor, you know, our, our monthly bills for just our television programming, because we had satellite uplinks, we had two networks going on, and those cost a lot because you send the signal into the satellite and it distribute to hundreds of TV stations all over the world. And so here I am, the pastor. That means I'm responsible making sure that the church is functioning, make sure that the bills are paid, make sure the people are blessed, growing in the things of God. And so now it's my responsibility to make sure that the bills are paid. There was less than 100 people in the church. And our monthly bills were $75,000 a month. I know, I know. And, and there, was, there, was no, there was no bank bank that would lend us any money. We already had about $2 million of debt. I mean, it would have been easier for me to start from nothing. I was buried. I was in a hole. But I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, you made me pastor. I will trust you. You are my provider. I'll be ready to preach on Sunday. I expect you to do your job and I'll do mine. You're my provider. You're Jehovah Jireh. And so I just worship the Lord. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Worship the Lord. Just worship the Lord. Amen. What are you going to do about that? I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to worship God. <laughs> Amen. You think these songs are just songs to get you hyped? No, these are songs of worship and praise. I need to be in the king's presence. Amen. And I need to do the things that bring the king's presence to me. I'm going to worship the Lord. Amen. So I'd worship the Lord every day. I didn't pray about it, didn't worry about it, didn't talk to anybody about it. I just worshiped the Lord. And by the, 
by the end of the week, the Lord provided supernaturally one check of $750,000 to take care of the ministry for the next year. Come on, that's a good time to give God praise, amen? Someone says, that didn't happen. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. When you get to heaven, you'll get to see the, the videotape of it. Amen? But after a year, after a year, now, I'm going to tell you this. You might not believe it. It's my story. I'm sticking to it. After a year, the money had been all spent for television. And I went before God and said, God, I know this is a ministry that my father was used by you to begin. But, but God, you know, I thank God for my father's life and my father's ministry and my father's legacy. And I'm able to see God, I see you doing great things in my life because of it. But I can only do what you call me to do. And so I'm not going to try to keep this network going because I can't. I don't have money to do it. I don't have resources. I don't have debt to do it. There's nothing I could do physically to do it. So God, I give this care to you. If you want to shut it down, shut it down. But I am not here to try to keep something alive in my strength. You are my source. You are my supply, God. If you want it, you will take care of it. The reason that was difficult because, you know, this church is very blessed. We have about four or five million dollars of, of assets and property. We don't have the cash, but we have assets and property. And we had a five-year note of $75,000 a month. So if you miss it, you get sued. Are you with me? So it's not about whether you want to pay it or not. You got to pay it or you lose the possessions that you have. The moment I gave it to God, the moment I gave it to God, it was on a Friday, come Sunday, our TV network was off the air. I called the, the, the engineer, you know, our bills had been paid. I was talking to God about the next month and I called the engineer, I said, what's going on? Our station's off the air, the network's off the air. And he said, he said, I don't know, we're broadcasting, but our satellite people are not picking up our, our signal. And we would, we would send a fiber octave signal from here in Harlingen all the way to New York City and on the Empire State Building, that's where the company would transmit the signal to the satellite so that we could preach the gospel to the world. But they, were, they weren't picking it up. It was a whole day and the next day I get a, an email from my engineer, it was the front page of the USA Today. The owner of the satellite company was arrested by the FCC, by, I'm sorry, by the FBI, because they were airing terrorist Hezbollah programming as a sub-channel to our network. I went to the Lord, I said, well, praise the Lord, I'm not gonna be on TV anymore. <laughs> And the Lord told me this. He said, I just want you to love my people. And I said, that's all I'm going to do. So when we were off the air, I, I just, I poured myself into you. I fed, preached, minister, 
to share the love of God with you, whatever I could do to be a pastor to you, whatever I could do to help you grow with God, that was my responsibility. And that's still my responsibility. You are not a waste of my time. You are my ministry. Been here how many years now? 125 years? You're not getting rid of me that quickly. Amen. I love you. I really do. And you might say, Pastor, you don't know me. Well, whose fault is that? I love you. I'm here for you. We'll grow with God together. Amen. That's what a pastor is. Amen. We smell like sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. And I just began to do this over and over. Just love his people. Minister to his people. Feed them the word of God. And that's what I've been doing. That's still my marching orders. That's still what I'm going to do. Amen. Hallelujah. But just thinking about this, this whole time, how good God has been. Do you know that on Monday, next week, we're going back on broadcasting our video and our television to the world again. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's going to be called FPG Family, and it's going to be video, and we're also going to have a radio feed as well, and we're coming after you and your family in Jesus' name. Amen. You, you, you can't get rid of us. Amen. Praise God. But I, I, I tell you, I thank God for the past, but I thank God for the future as well. I tell you, Jehovah Jireh has provided for me in the past, and Jehovah Jireh is, prov is providing for us for our future as well. Amen. It's exciting to be a part of what God is doing in this house, in this fellowship, in this ministry at this time. And I bless you, and I thank God for you, and together we're going to go preach the gospel to the nations in Jesus' name. Amen. Do you all believe that? Can we give God praise? Amen. I want to pray for you. You have a story. And your story is going to give God glory. It's not over. God's going to do a work in your life that people are going to be inspired. And they're going to fall in love with Jesus when they hear what God has done in your life. Amen. And so just because you might be struggling right now, don't give up. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. But I want to let you know that God always the bible says that that small beginnings you know are a blessing amen you might be small right now but at the end it your, your life will give god glory amen don't give up the lord is not finished with you amen hallelujah tell your neighbor god is still working on me praise god amen let me just pray for you father i thank you i thank you that you are still jehovah jireh Forever you will be the Lord, our provider. And everything that we need, everything that we would desire, Lord, that you have already made a way. You have already provided Jesus. You are Jehovah Jireh. And I thank you, Lord, for every person within the sound of my voice. That no matter what their need might be, I thank you, Lord, that you will rise up and you will show them your glory in that area how you have taken care of them, how you have provided for them, how you have made a way where it seemed like there's no other way. And Father, I thank you for our future, Father, as faith pleases God church, that we're not just a church in a building, but we are a church without walls. That through the media ministry and the, the ministers that will rise up from this fellowship and go to the nations, that the nations shall be blessed, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that the blessing of Abraham 
is upon everyone within the sound of my voice and that they shall experience your glory in this world and in the one to come. We give you all honor and we give you all glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Give God praise. Let's go and honor God with our tithes and offerings. If you'd like to give online, go to our website, faithpleasesgod.com. You can also give through cash app, fpgchurch.com. If you'd like to give using the envelope, there's an envelope in front of your chair. Praise God. We, you could give, you can even give Bitcoin now. Praise the Lord. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Dogecoin, so, you know, we're working on that as well. Amen. Hallelujah. You could give, you could give firstborns. Um, you give crops. However way you want to honor God. Amen. Praise God. There are some, some that don't have physical possessions like, like finances, but they have something that they want to give to the Lord. Anything that you give to the Lord, it's an offering unto God. Amen. Just make sure that whatever you give, you honor the Lord. I'm bringing this to honor him. Not, you know, you might say, well, pastor, I don't have much. You give where you're at and believe God that he's going to take you to the next level. Amen. Praise God. Give you a moment to prepare your offerings. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. How's your, how's your car? It's wonderful. Amen. You, you need to pray for my wife. She wants one of those cars too. Or I think I, I, I think I want, I think I want that kind of car before she does, you know, but praise her. Hallelujah. You, you need to pray for Abby. Abby needs one of those cars too. Praise the Lord. Amen. Is it Tesla? Tesla. Have y'all heard of Tesla? Amen. Praise God. I, you know, there's, they're building a, a city in uh, Boca Chica Beach. They're calling it Starbase, Texas. From there, they're going to send a, a spaceship to Mars. I don't know how, but I need to make this public because, you know, the word gets out. I want to put a church, the first church in Starbase, Texas. Amen. Who wants to pastor Starbase, Texas? Faith, please, God, church. Amen. Robert, praise God. Amen. Get ready. Amen. Hey, you already walked that ground. You know that ground. Amen. You used to work in the, at the port and all that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay, would you guys go visit Faith, please, God, church at Starbase, Texas? Praise. There's no restaurants out there, so bring your own food. Praise God. Stand up on your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's make this confession. I want you to say this loud. Say, the blessing of Abraham is upon my life. I receive it by faith. It is my inheritance. Goodness and mercy follows me wherever I go. Whatever I do, whatever I touch is blessed because I am blessed. Every curse of poverty is forever broken off my life, off my children's life, off my family's life. I am not the cursed. I am the blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.